Sales Podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome to episode four of the Last Brain Sales Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm brought to you by my co-hosts, Simon, Chris, and Kevin. Today's episode, an exciting episode. We're talking about ego defenses. What is ego defenses? It is part of Freud's psychoanalytic theory. Psychoan- psychoanalysis. Big brain stuff, right? Uh, essentially, it's about uh, incorporating the conscious and unconscious elements and how we can use those to solve mental disorders. So very interesting things. I'm going to hand it over to my other co-host, Simon, to talk more about ego defenses. Simon? Yeah, so uh, just kind of quickly going off of what Josh just said, it's Sigmund Freud. He's usually like seen as like, the father of psychology, and he has these certain elements of personality, which is his psychoanalytic theories. And in this um, theory, in these theories, he breaks down the personality into the, uh, three different parts. You have your id, your ego, and your superego. And uh, essentially, your id is this primitive and instinctual part of the mind that contains primitive. your sexual and aggressive desires, um, hidden memories, <laughs> and essentially just your uh, subconscious. You know, you don't you want these things. It's your desires, but you don't really know that you want these. They're just kind of hidden in the back of your head. The superego um, operates more on a moral conscience. Um, this is essentially your conscious drive. So things that you want is usually driven by your superego. You're fully aware of it. And then your ego, and this is the reality. This is the realest part of your brain or your mind that mediates the desires of your id and superego. So in ego defenses, usually something that you want consciously or subconsciously doesn't really um, match with uh uh, what you want in that given time. So your ego defenses are defenses that your ma- uh, mind creates to help you kind of cope with some sort of uh, emotional vulnerability at that given time. Any emotional distress, your ego defenses will kick in and help you kind of cope with those undesired emotions. I, I cope on Valorant. What was that, Valorant? Uh, I, 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 use my, I use my ego all the time, bro. I cope, I cope yeah. on Valorant, man. My games are stressful. How are you coping on there? How am I coping? Yeah. I'm just I'm just in denial, you know? Like, I just sit there and I'm like, there's no way that these guys are actually on my team. These guys aren't mm-hmm. real people, you know? I'm just in denial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then I just, and then it's over. Okay, tell me, tell me about that. What, is, what, is that. what does that denial mean? Denial? It's just like, so, something gets like so frustrating that like, you just can't, you, 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 the defense mechanism is that you, uh, I don't know. You just kind of like can't accept the reality. The reality of what? Of like what's in, val- in terms of in, te- in terms of Valorant? Yeah, th- you can't. You're denying you're actually trash, and it's not your teammates. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's not me. It's yeah. not. It's never me. No, no. It's never me. It's never me. I promise. It's, it's my me. teammates. It can't be me. Yeah, it can't be it can't me. Can't be me. I promise. It's my teammates. It's literally anyone else but me. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's literally never my fault. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I guess love I, I mean, about. I used- I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. Go. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I mean, I use that, that ego defense all the time, I guess. Like, it's it's a pretty, like, bad mental block <laughs> that, like, stops you from, like, really improving, you know, but. That's good. I just acknowledge it, right? I, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like ego defenses, like, they pop up, like, so frequently in everybody's lives, you know? Unconsciously. So, unconsciously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, denial is a big one. I mean, this is something that we for sure do in our everyday lives. We deny in some aspect of life because reality is painful and we run from it <laughs> yeah 
to some capacity <laughs> at least. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, man, I loved learning about Freud at first when I first heard of him, like English 101. Mm-hmm. The teacher was like, "Yeah, he shows your deepest desires. Like, you really do want to fuck your cousin for real, for real. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your deep desire. What? I want to fuck your family members. I'm like, what the fuck? Said, am you, I, I paid a thousand dollars to be told that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The more you know, the more you know. Shit, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know I wanted to fuck my family till now. Thanks, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Freud. Thanks, teacher. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, teacher. Thanks, Freud. Yeah, but standing more on what Kevin said, the type of ego defense he was like, talking about was an immature ego defense. And under this uh, list of ego defenses, it's mostly seen as not a good way to deal with situations in real life. And there's plenty we could talk about. Um, for one, we could talk about displacement. You know, um, something pisses me off. I can't. I can't do anything about it. You know, if something pisses me off at work, I can't talk back to those dudes. I'll get fired and I'll just take it home and take it out on whoever I live with. That's an example <laughs> displacement, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat up your coworker, so you go beat up your girlfriend instead. <laughs> <laughs> you come over, you look for it. Oh, no. She fell down the stairs. Uh, I swear. Officer. Uh, I swear, I swear, I swear. Right, babe. <laughs> wait okay so in your in your own definition how would you describe what displacement is i'm ex- kind of exactly how i said like if i'm at work i'm pissed off something didn't go my way there's these urges impulses i want to do i want to fucking hit something or just scream or whatever but you can't do that in the work setting because it just seems mm-hmm. bad you know they'll fire your ass or write okay. you up for whatever reason um, I'm not saying I actually do that. It's just more of an example. <laughs> example. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just an example. You don't but... actually come home and beat your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. So <laughs> from what I'm understanding from that is you're essentially some, something makes you upset. Okay. Right. Mm. And you're taking those feelings of being upset and you're taking them towards somebody who didn't originally make you upset. Let's just say a neutral yeah. person, for example. But, yeah. Yeah. But it can if they share characteristics with what you're initially pissed off with, then you could usually displace your anger or issues towards that. Got it. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Has anyone else felt that or, or any other immature ego defense oh, you yeah. want to talk about? I, I think I do that quite often, actually. The, like, the idea of displacement. I feel like I just have anger issues as, as a whole. <laughs> I, I, I think things piss me off very easily and when i get pissed off i feel like my mood just changes for the worse i don't want to do anything i just self-seclude i just isolate and when people try to talk to me i respond to them in ways that i wouldn't typically respond to them in a clear headspace Um, i feel like my responses are in a way more aggressive and i think that's a form of displacement there because you know those people that are trying to reach out to me are reaching out, you know, to make sure I'm okay. They're completely neutral people. I have no reason to be mad at them. But since I'm, or since I was already previously angry, I'm taking that anger out and displacing them, displacing it onto these people who actually care about me. And it's considered an immature defense because it's an immature thing to do. You know, I shouldn't be displacing my emotions of anger towards people who are making sure that I'm doing okay. Yeah. I guess that would be like what acting out, right? 
Mm-hmm. That'd be, that would be that would be the ego defense, the immature one. You're acting just mm-hmm. recklessly, you know, unneeded. Well, I, I think that one too is kind of like something pisses me off. Let's just say a restaurant or something. Like the the waiter pisses me off, and I just like pull the tablecloth and just fucking pull everything off the table. You know, that'd be yeah. me acting out like fuck this shit, fuck the waiter, fuck the tip. There goes the tip. You're not getting tipped anymore, kind of thing. You know, <laughs> what rhymes with acting out? What rhymes with ego defense? <laughs> no tip. <laughs> no tip. <laughs> but it's like immature, you know? Nobody looks like that and they're like, oh yeah, this is, he did real good. Good job. Yeah, I mean, or there's, there's you, one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Or you could just regress and start crying like a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I was going to lead into too is like the, the another immature uh, ego defense would be regression, right? Uh, the people who start getting really pouty and stuff like that. That's a tough mm-hmm. one. It's a tough one regression? to see. I don't think I've seen it. I've though. never I seen like regression. Tough to see. I, no, bro. You see it in the TikToks, man. You, you know, in the TikToks, you know, when when something doesn't go their way and they just get really pouty and upset, you know? I've never seen that on TikTok. <laughs> I'll, I'll link you. I'll link you. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't I don't know if that's considered regression, though. Is that not? Well, I mean, is like... It, oh, sorry. Or is that just, like, them being defensive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I there's mean, a cutoff, right? If they start acting like a child, that's regression. When they start throwing right. tantrums and yeah, start yeah, wailing yeah. and mm-hmm. throwing their fists about. A, th- a good example of that, I think, is when, um, as I say, a kid, not, or not a kid, maybe someone that's like around the age of 14 or something, right? Let's just, let's just say they had to be hospitalized for some sort of terminal illness. And during that time of hospitalization, they regress back to early developmental stages like sucking on your thumb or like wetting the bed position. just because yeah exactly like, things like that you know like uh i want to say like breastfeeding or something like you're sucking on your mom's like boobs um but um but essentially other things like <laughs> that where you just like yeah, go backwards you know go backwards in time <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah, yeah. I'm also talking about medical i think conversion is a pretty crazy ego defense to talk about where you could literally have such a stress or painful or distress moment that you become blind or deaf or mm-hmm. paralyzed. I feel like that's pretty crazy. You just wake up one day after a really stressful event and you're blind. You just can't see anymore. Right. And it's a crazy idea because they actually feel blind, right? Yeah. Um, I, we, we learn a lot about this during um, just like school, like clinicals. I've never personally seen it in um, – like practice, but just learning about it from the stories I've heard that is that people come in with these neurological symptoms, right? Rather they have a loss of sensation in their arms, their legs, their face, they lose vision, they can't see. In their reality, they can't really see. But when the doctor does like a physical exam on them, there isn't anything wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. the, the two the two stories just don't add up. But in reality, that patient can actually not see, even though there's not a pathological cause to why they can't see. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think here's one we could all relate to. It's just really undoing or otherwise known as overthinking, just reliving a certain situation that didn't go right over and over again. You know, Mm. I think we've all experienced that. If anyone wants to like expound upon that. So, so th- this idea is just like overthinking. Is that what you're talking about? Well, it's more like the way it works is kind of uh, you just keep re- something doesn't go well for you, right? 
and say if it's mm-hmm. like a work meeting or, or talk with a femoid. Um, you just something just doesn't go right. You don't get what you want. So you're just overthinking, right? You just keep reliving the same situation and situation. And you're just like, I could have done way better. I feel like yeah. I was more than capable of handling better. And that's just more of a thing of like self-preservation. Uh, like I didn't do it. Like I could have handled that better. Like I should have been fine in that situation, but it didn't. Bro, mm, this happened to it. me. Wait, so this is like a thing about something that happened and then you're like living it so many times that's kind of killing you kind of kind of idea it's like okay yeah so friday (laughs) (laughs) a couple days ago (laughs) okay 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 uh had a work meeting 9 30 a.m i went there did the meeting was fine i got tired i went to sleep right went to sleep i checked the meetings there's no meetings that day so you're not gonna take a nap that's fine i wake up like an hour later then apparently someone scheduled a meeting like when i was sleeping i mean at 11 (laughs) But I didn't know. So I got a message. Are you going to join the meeting? I'm like, shit. Okay, I'll join. I joined the meeting because they said, Josh, you might know something about this. And it's code I worked on personally. And then they asked me some questions. And I said the completely wrong thing. And I was so confident. I I said something like, oh, yeah, I'm related to this thing. And they just seemed so confused. And I was like, wait, that's. And then, like, when they were discussing about it, they, they completely ignored what I said. And we're talking about, like, the actual, like, stuff that was, you know, that actually made sense. And I was, like, trying to think about what, what did I just say? And then I was like, oh, shit, I just, I just completely said the wrong thing. And then every day since Friday, what's today? Today's Sunday. Sunday. It's so Sunday. the past two days, I've been living that mom. I'm like, why the fuck did I just say that, you know? Like, you wake like up a in a cult. So dumbass. Hard. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. Yeah. And I, like, I was upset for the whole day Friday because I'm like, now they think I'm a complete dumbass because I just said a completely wrong thing that doesn't make any sense. I mean, I mean to be fair, I woke up. like I was com- I, I, My, 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 my you, mind wasn't yeah. really there, but I can't, right? I can't tell them I was sleeping. <laughs> so it's kind of like, <laughs> I think that's... Like, who did uh, we hire? <laughs> yeah. And I just, and it gets to like a point where I was like, shit, now they're going to... And I went. I think I was. I was beginning to overthink. Like, damn, this is like when it starts. Now they're gonna see me like less of an engineer now because I'm. I said completely something stupid, and now like if something bad happens, they're gonna rely on everyone else but me, and all these other stuff so, uh, scenarios I kind of bring up to myself on Friday. Hmm. But uh, I think that's. I think that's related to uh, what you were saying. Uh, with, with, like overthinking. I forgot what it was called, but. Oh, yeah. It's called undoing, but undoing? I just say it's overthinking undoing. pretty much. Yeah. Okay, undoing, yeah, that's that's my experience with undoing. It's pretty recent, but then it kind of stems into more stuff. But I think that's a pretty uh, general example of undoing. Yeah, I, for the sound of it, um, I feel like I live by that concept of undoing. I, I think yeah. I overthink things so much. Um, like whatever happens that don't work in the way that I wanted to, I always circle back to think about what I could have done better to have made it become the reality that I wanted it to, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I always do that. Um, like for example, like last week when I had talked about me getting rear ended on that uh, part, pulling out of that parking lot, it's like, shit, living, reliving that event. It's like, should I have just pulled out 10 seconds later? Or like three seconds before, like I could have, I could have avoided all of this, and I would have been okay. I wouldn't have to deal with fixing my car, just shit like that. So yeah, I think that everybody kind of relates to that in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. the most common one. 
Yeah, that's something that's I think anyone could talk about. Overthinking. I don't know. I feel. I feel like my my like personal most common one is just denial. Yeah, that you know, that's a good one too. It's like I even those very when common I have, ones. Huh? Oh yeah. I mean, it's just like yeah, when I, when I have like arguments with people or like or like relationships end or something like that. Like I always tell myself like, nah, like it's not over. Like it'll be okay and all this other stuff. Like you know, I I don't know. I I don't like to accept reality sometimes. <laughs> so. Kind of tough to accept reality, you know, because there's something denial is like something you do unconsciously, right? So it's like Mm -hmm. you're kind of unaware of what's happening, but it seems normal to you, right? Because you kind of distort your reality in some kind of way. Like now you're comfortable Mm -hmm. with this, it's kind of hard to see it any other way because this is your reality. So it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of difficult to uh, really see if you're to accept that you're in denial. Mm -hmm. But that's that's why I think about it. I feel like the the concept of, of denial is very primitive and it's also a very dangerous defense mechanism to have because mm-hmm. in this defense mechanism, you disregard reality, right? Mm-hmm. And you are only able to disregard reality for such a long time before it eventually catches up to you, right? Dang, man. Because I'm being, per- I'm being personally attacked right now. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's done denial. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was just kidding. Was just yeah, kidding. Every, everyone's done it. But like again, yeah. this reality is gonna catch up to you, and eventually you're gonna have to face it. And I feel like the longer it takes for you to actually face that reality, the more pain that you're gonna actually gonna be in when that reality hits. Definitely. Yeah, you're really so sacrificing. Really dangerous. Yeah, you're really sacrificing self improvement for like self image of how how you look right now, like what you think of yourself. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's also, I think you could delve into like avoidance too in this. If there's like anything that happens up, you just disregard and just avoid it entirely rather than face uh, it. You know, how about you, Chris? What's your, what's your most popular, which, which defense mechanism do you use the most? What's your go-to? Got a bad one I have is fucking disassociation. Just getting checked out. Something rough really tell, happens. Tell us about that. Like, tell us about that one. Man, there's nothing better than fucking if well, nothing better than I'm not saying that it's a good thing that happened, but if something bad happens to you and you're just like you just want to check out for a fucking hour and then like go to the gym or whatever, disassociate with mm-hmm. the problems are and then just work on something else. <laughs> That's a terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> just stare at the wall for an hour. Yeah, it's like I'd, sometimes I would just like stare at the mirror and just be like <laughs> <laughs> All right, back into it. Yeah. That's funny. I could do a gym set. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I dissociate very often, to be honest. Like, does does daydreaming count as dissociation? Well, I kind of just go blank. Mm. Once I, I had a phone I mean, screen recently for a for a job interview, I didn't even get uh-huh. past the first fucking screening of the phone screen <laughs> with the fucking hiring manager. Damn, it wasn't even a hiring manager. It's just someone that answers asks you questions on the phone. Yeah, and then I just like saw the email. I just put down my phone. I was just. All right. <laughs> the rejection email? <laughs> okay. Yeah, the rejection email. It's like, oh, we decided to move forward. And it's like. Hey, they're lost though, right? They're lost. Blank face. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I would have hated it. Maybe it could be a good thing. So. You know, my advice to that is after, because I did personally like over 100 applications, right? And I've gotten yeah. like plenty of rejections. But like the ones I was upset about getting rejected led me to this my current job and my current job was like better than 
all the ones yeah that rejected me kind of idea so yeah listen yeah, yeah things don't fall apart they fall into place that's, that's what, what i'm saying so i live by that's right what now i'm so. saying man <laughs> wow, what, a, what, a, what a motto <laughs> what a motto <laughs> that's what i'm saying if this yeah, one didn't work out one. next one is gonna be freaking huge something like that i yeah. appreciate the mm-hmm. advice so, yeah so i know we had talked about regression earlier mm-hmm. um there's a there's a there's one that's kind of similar called repression. I don't know if you guys are very familiar with that one or if you guys know what that's about. Repression is essentially mm-hmm. just re- unconsciously hiding your uh, re- repressing your thoughts and feelings that make you uh, uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that one's interesting because repression and suppression yeah, a are difference. both ego defenses, but there's a difference. Because mm-hmm. repression is a subconscious, whereas, wait, did I say repression? I did, right? Well, isn't the difference, like, isn't repression, like, you just, like, pretend like it didn't happen? And then suppression no, is, sub- like, you're holding it in? Subconscious so is actively. Is, yeah. yeah, suppression is active. You're consciously oh, uh, withholding yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Whereas repression, you don't know that you're Oh, it's just it. uncon- that, it, oh, just okay. it just didn't exist for you. Like a yeah. traumatic event, for yeah, example. Didn't yeah. Um, let's just say like PTSD, right? Like let's just say you had a car accident that was so bad that you just repressed it completely out of your memory. Like you don't. If somebody else were to bring it up in the future, like, hey, do you remember that car accident when you like broke your whatever, whatever? They will not remember at all what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Whereas suppression, it's like I do remember, but I actively chose to not remember because that was too painful of an experience for mm-hmm. me. So I suppressed yeah. it. So it doesn't even have to be um, for suppression. I feel like it doesn't even have to be an, an uh, experience or like an event that happened. It could just be like, oh, I'm just really fucking pissed right now. And I want to sock this guy in the face, but I'm just going to suppress that yeah, down. So hide that voice a little. And that suppression is a mature defense because it's society, so socially accepted. It's mature. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is mature. Okay. You know? Like, oh, I want to blow yeah. up that bus. Don't do that. Wait, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Mature is not immature. It's just like. Wait, yeah. should we talk a little bit more about repression, though? Should we talk about a little okay. bit more repression? Because, like, yeah. what 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 are your thoughts on what repression is? Like, That's why so is tough. it beneficial? And like, what are the pros and cons of it? I suppose. But I guess it's like it's it's. I don't know if it would be beneficial repression because it's an immature defense, you know. So it's like yeah. if you have a really traumatic event happen in your life. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't want to repress that and not face it because it's going to cause you anxiety unconsciously. And if you don't face yeah. it, you're not going to get any better, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, I I also read somewhere that in repression, since you're pushing these thoughts into your subconscious, they usually develop in some, uh, in some sorts of other form. So you might have nightmares. You might dream about these. Because these are in your subconscious, right? You don't actively think about these in your conscious. But when you go to bed, these traumatic experiences might reappear because now they're in your subconscious. Mm. 
I see. I see. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's bad. <laughs> I think it's pretty bad. Yeah, but so, so you think it's bad? Good. But then it's like, I mean, I think it's overall bad. For, I mean, it can be good for you. I mean, like, but just like uh, Chris said, I mean, there's like lingering like feelings that like unsolved. You know, it, yeah, unsolved. Like if you don't, if you don't like face something and like you know figure it out and stuff like that, like you just you just get this like you know you get this funk, you know, this funk that like sits there, and then like if you're yeah. repressing, I mean, like you might not even know how to fix your funk. Yeah, some ants in your pants. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know, if you don't know something exists, like how do you? How do you even do it, right? That's what I'm talking about. That's gonna talk- have to be clinically, like a therapist will talk to you, and they would have to notice repression by mm-hmm. some tells of your stories, right? Then, like, mm. but so, like, you did it unconsciously. So, it's like, how do you uncover or like, you know, unveil the repressed memories that you've been repressing? I mean, it's kind of like, like Chris said, right? It's just like like talking to a therapist and like finding out, right? Like they. Are- yeah, but then we'll they say things, right? you're repressing, and then I guess hopefully they can try to pinpoint where, what you're trying to repress. Yeah, you're just like repress like, what? Yeah, yeah, that's even <laughs> hard, right? You talk to, you talk to a therapist about it, but if you, you can't talk about something that you're not consciously aware of, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like did this car accident uh, like happen or did it not? Like I have all the paperwork on my hospital stays of this bill that I like paid, but like the car accident itself, I don't really remember. So how do you even handle that? repressed memory if you can't even know what the repressed memory is you know i don't know if exactly people go to therapy for ego defenses i feel like these are things that we just i, I think they would have. go for like the ptsd you know yeah but right, i feel like they're right. tells to see if, if what the problem is right but they might not think it's a problem right because it's what they're subconsciously thinking it's their truth per se Right, it's their reality, and the reality is that they didn't experience that event. If that if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes sense. I mean, it. I, I guess it's just kind of hard to say, but I don't know. I'd, I'd imagine like I don't know if I, if you had like a traumatic experience with like dogs or something like that, and then like you like repress that memory, and then just like now every time, even like you you might not know why, but like around dogs, you just feel nervous or something like that. Like I feel like that could be a bad thing, you know. Mm, that's what you're saying classical conditioning so, yeah yeah like class yeah 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 like classical conditioning you know it's like you're yeah. repressing the memory you don't know why you're really scared of dogs but now you're just like really scared of dogs you know i uh, see yeah. that, that's, so, that's a good okay I f- yeah i feel like that's pretty i feel like that'd be pretty pretty bad you know yeah but would that also just so, be ptsd i mean I, yeah yeah i mean it's similar, similar right? all of this stuff is so but, intertwined that you can mm, mix and match yeah. any of these right there's so many overlap mm-hmm. Between mm-hmm. just ego defenses and different types of like mental health issues, different type of whatever, mm-hmm. right? They all just yeah. intertwine. Yeah, definitely. But that's tough. Yeah, it's a toughie. What do you guys think about the concept of sublimation? Sublimation. What sublimation? Yeah, explain that. So this is hey, this is the one homework, where. Sorry, I was editing the videos that, that we've done for the past couple. Never mind. Continue. Sounds like displacement. Sounds like oh, you're displaced. Right that's, that's a displacement right there. Oh my yeah, gosh. Just I just displaced. Right just displaced. But the idea of sublimation is when you turn something that is socially unacceptable to something that is socially acceptable. So kind of just going back to what Chris said, it kind of goes back to the idea of displacement. Um, right, like something angers you, but in the concept of displacement, you take it and you displace it on someone that's 
neutral. Kind of similarly for sublimation, but you turn something that's socially unacceptable into something that's socially acceptable. So again, the anger thing, right? If you get really angry, you can go and lift weights because lifting weights is a socially acceptable form of releasing anger. Whereas going home and hitting your girlfriend is not, right? Um, <laughs> who does that? Yeah, who does that? It's going to be a terrible fucking joke that's going to haunt me. <laughs> uh, so funny. It's going to be a digital footprint. We're going to always come back to this. Yeah, <laughs> Just like, clip it. Do I keep it? Do I keep it in the podcast? I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see in the uploaded video. <laughs> yeah. It's up yeah. to me now. <laughs> so... I, th- I think, I don't know if you guys have examples of something that you do that sublimes, but um, something that I've talked about in previous episodes is that I take my stress out on either working out or doing jujitsu, right? Because those forms of exercise are socially acceptable mm-hmm. rather than me, I don't know, going to a park with a baseball bat and fucking just swinging, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I guess uh, twisting someone's joints in the wrong way is socially acceptable. It is because they get tap right. There's a there's a way out. Oh, he has headphones. What if you don't like hear me? Yeah, what if you go harder? You know, he's disassociating. (laughs) Ah, shit! He's ego defensing while I'm fucking putting him in an (laughs) armbar. That's the toughest defense to pass. (laughs) Yeah, the ego. Ego (laughs) I can't pass. What's the hardest part of? Yeah, <laughs> what's the hardest power, uh, hardest defense to pass in jiu-jitsu? The fucking ego defense. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. We definitely. So what else? What humor. other? What other ones have we? Oh yeah, humor. What's humor? That's a social humor one. Uh, Josh wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, good one. Good one. I'll put a laugh track for it so people can laugh at that joke. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think humor is probably like one of my favorite ones. What's what, can you guys explain you know? what humor is? It's just oh, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. shit situation. Someone cracks a joke and everyone just like all the time, yeah. <laughs> all the time, all the fucking time. That's me. Yeah. Time. Have you guys ever seen this like in re- reality? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Like like an example <laughs> of it, or I mean, I, I feel like I do this. Okay, yeah. give, give me an example of you f- seeing somebody else do it. Seeing somebody else do it. Um, dang, you really, you really put me on the spot here. Um, yeah, Kevin. Okay, sorry, sorry. I, I, you, I, I just like, said, I, I, you said oh, you, yeah. you've seen people do it. So like, talk about it. Okay, okay. So in this, in this <laughs> context, right. I mean, I've had friends who like, who like, they're telling me about their breakup and like, they seem like pretty sad, but then they're like, Hey man, there's, there's hoes to go around. You know, there's hoes everywhere. Still hit though. Hoes plenty, you know? Yeah, I still hit though. <laughs> still hit though. That's, you know, that's kind of like a, a pretty common example. I feel like, right. It's like when people yeah. go through like a bad breakup, they're like, oh, well that's okay. You know, there's plenty of fish in the sea. You know, they crack a little, little jokey joke. And then, you know, I, mean, I feel like that could also just be a denial thing too. You know, it's like intertwined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of it is like intertwined though. You know what I mean? Like multiple, like, Defenses can be used, you know? Yeah, there's probably some so. situations where humor won't work, too. Get a room, room or some shit. Right? <laughs> yeah, read I, the room. Like the, well, the, the thing that I'm thinking of... Actually, Josh, no, like, literally. I, 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 I saw somebody who had recently lost their mom, right? Um, and they were just laughing about it. They were just laughing. But yeah. and they weren't crying. They were laughing. But they were, they were also very close like i knew they had a close relationship like there was no hatred between two, the either parties 
but like when the mom passed away, like the whole family was just laughing, right? But it it, it didn't really make sense to me because I'm like, why are these people laughing? Like, shouldn't they be sad that a loved one passed away? But it's just their way of coping, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a form of mature coping because you're, you know, taking it. You're you're turning your emotional distress into something that's socially acceptable. So they just laughed. But it doesn't mean that they don't feel bad. Like they're deep down, they're hurting a lot, but they project Mm -hmm. it out into this laughter because that's how they cope. Which can throw a lot of people off, by the way, right? If somebody died and you're just laughing, you're like, is this motherfucker crazy? Like, what the hell? (laughs) But it's it's, it's just a form of coping. And it's something that Mm -hmm. I think people need to understand, right? Just because it's not what you do doesn't mean what they're doing is wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree with you. I feel like okay. I don't know, I feel like when somebody tells me a sad situation too, sometimes I like use humor as like a way to help them too. Okay, I, okay, I feel like that's bad though. If I if I told you my bad? mom that and you laughed, and I'd be like, "What the? No, fuck? No, 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 you laugh at them, but, yeah, but also like the idea of humor is supposed to be regarding to your own emotions. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, what does yeah. the bird pooping on him have to do with you? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you're just laughing at them at that point, right? You're not, you're not laughing to hope to help cope with something internally. You're just laughing at them. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm scared, bro. They're, they're upset. I don't know how to help them. So it's I'm like, trying to cope with that, that bird was coming after me. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you, um, does this kind of tie with like self-deprecating humor? Like say you just fucking failed at something and then you make a joke like, you, I don't know, like, oh, what's new? You know? I, I for sure. kind of could, right? Yeah. I, I, I think it does. I think it 100% yeah. does. Okay. Because again, like, let's yeah. just like you fail at something, right? Your conscious, which is your um, super ego or your ed, your unconscious, you're not going to feel good, right? There's going to be some part of you that doesn't feel right. And... In order to cope with that, you either use an immature defense from your ego or a mature defense from your ego. And if you were laughing, in order to help you feel better about the situation that made you feel unwell or un- uneased, um, mm-hmm. then that's a form of coping. That's a form of ego defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. And then usually yeah. people say, you know, self-deprecating humor is not good, right? That's what a lot of people say. It, it can be under the under the right context. I think if you do it like all the time, I think it could be bad. But I mean, mm. like once in a while, I think it's it's fine, you know. Yeah, I agree with Kevin there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just using it as a coping strategy. Yeah, I I, I guess I I think I use humor like a lot too as a coping mechanism. The humor and denial are probably like my top two. Top two, huh? You know, so my top two. You have a you have an immature and a mature. <laughs> Yeah, balance. The balance, man. Perfectly balanced. Balanced. Perfectly balanced. (laughs) That's all things should be. I feel like the rarest um, mature ego defense is altruism. What's altruism? It's like that's like helping other people, and by helping other people, you feel good about yourself. You just feel better in general. That's Mm -hmm. an all-around win for everyone. You know, like when some people do something like really bad, like. Then they'll try to, like, one way they can show they changed is by helping out people, right? Or, like, do- donating to a charity. 
mm-hmm. you know? Mm. So I think that's one way of altruism. Like, I, I don't know if you guys remember, this is one incident, this is one Trish streamer. He was like, uh, he viewed his, his coworkers like deep fakes on uh, like porn deep fakes. Mm-hmm. And then he, he got caught for it. And then he felt like so embarrassed and he had like give apology and stuff. But the way the, the he said in like, his apology that he'll like try to make like a change in deep fakes, like try to make it like, you know, like legal or some shit or, you know, mm-hmm. actively try to fix how deep fakes are the problem, yeah. the problem. Like he's actually trying to do something that affects not just him, but everyone, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that's like an, an example of altruism. And uh, I, I, think I think that's, that's probably good. a good way of like showing people that you changed. I mean, I, I'm just doing this in regards to like famous people and stuff, but mm. just to be like, oh, no, did you really change? That. Oh, I've donated to this charity. And I'm like, oh, okay. That, one, that, one's a tr- that one's tricky because the question you have to ask yourself is, would this a person have done that if he if didn't caught. have to? <laughs> yeah, if he didn't get mm-hmm. caught, right? Because I think that's the difference between like manipulation and versus somebody that actually is altruistic. But do you think they're altruistic just to cope? I mean, I, I, I don't know. The way the way I see being altruistic or whatever is like, oh, yeah, you have like a really bad breakup. You're really, really sad. And then like to help yourself feel better, you're helping your other friend with their breakup by like cheering them up. That, that was the example that came to my head, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, and then like in terms like seeing them feel better and cheering them up, then you start to feel better and cheer up as well. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, I saw, yeah, that makes that makes super yeah. sense. Yeah, because that's that's kind of what. I'm, oh, sorry. Well, I was just saying like I viewed it as more as like physical as like you go over there help them out with some chore or something they've been dragging on like cleaning up like their living space or going out with them doing some chores and overall you just feel better by yourself. Mm-hmm. Or your situation it kind of just alleviates it. It's like a stress reliever, kind of. So doing feel something as good. Bad. Yeah, doing something good for someone is basically the idea behind behind altruism, mm-hmm. right? The coping, the coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. So I feel right. like shit. I'm gonna try to help someone out. <laughs> so help somebody not idea. feel like shit. Maybe it'll yeah. make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll so like I that. guess I guess you're in your example, Josh, that streamer or who you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I guess that kind of does fall under the category of of altruism, but it also falls in the category of manipulation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like he probably sense. wouldn't have done that if he didn't get caught. Because he wouldn't have done that if he didn't mm-hmm. get caught. But well, at that okay. point, what else could he have done? You know, nothing. He's tr- he's trying to save face, right? It's mm-hmm. like yeah. he's trying to look out for himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's got to move on somehow, right? So it's kind of like he's got to do something better right i mean i don't know if it's right. if it's better because it, it shows that he's trying to show that he changed right mm-hmm. so by yeah, but, there, that, but there's a but there's a there's a gain in there though right there's a there's a net there's a there's a fix for him there i think that's yeah. the difference mm-hmm. okay yeah i see that yeah, his reputation just, doesn't get destroyed his reputation you know, is destroyed by him doing <laughs> huh? no <laughs> i know it's destroyed <laughs> but it, 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 he's trying to he's, he's trying to, he's save trying to it, fix though, it yeah. Yeah, trying to fix your friend is a rough thing to shake, my brother. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a big one. That's a red flag. <laughs> that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. An interesting example there for altruism. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever projected onto people? Projected? 
Um, Can you give an example of a projection? So Yeah, give us your example. This is when you have tendencies to your own unacceptable thoughts, um, and you kind of just like put that onto somebody else. Um, so for example, let's just say my parents were having a divorce, right? I'm mad at them for having a divorce because I don't want to see them separated, right? Those are my own emotions, me being mad, which is unacceptable, okay? So in, let's just say what happens is that let's just like go to a doctor's office. Um, I'm like being sad and everything. The doctor asks me what's going on. And I say, my parents are mad at me, right? So that is an example of, of projection, right? Because I am mad at my parents for going through a divorce, but I will portray it as that they're mad at me because I'm portraying my feelings of madness of them doing that to me, if that makes sense. So it's like if, uh, if a child is going, like the divorce situation, the child thinks it's their fault that uh, mm-hmm. the parents are having divorce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's Interesting. Like not acknowledging it in yourself, but seeing it in other people. Way yeah, like you can solve this feeling of uneasiness by believing that the other party hates you in a way for the same reasons why you hate that initial issue. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's all self preservation. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I personally have any. Yeah, I don't know if I have any examples of, of that. This is okay. like narcissism, for example, right? If yeah. it's, it's just say, I publicly call somebody out as narcissist. That in a form could be projection because the person that's calling them out is the narcissist. He's a narcissist. Damn. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shady. Yeah, Shady. I, I guess so. I mean, I just like. I is it like text I, I one like... to no one kind of, kind of idea? <laughs> kind of, but they're not kind of. aware of it, right? Because it's subconscious. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I really I see his. Immature ego defenses as self-preservation compared to mature ego defenses as like self-growth and self-improvement. For sure. Absolutely. Have you guys ever? Do you guys have any examples of that? Or like just people in people you know? Yeah, or like just people you know? I see it myself and my girlfriend. I'm not fucking lazy. You're fucking lazy too. (laughs) I'm procrastinating Uh, everything. You do it too. Mm, that's a good one, Chris. Yeah, but I'm, I feel like yeah, I feel like yeah. that's a common one, right? Yeah, I'm trying to see that. that I I am the lazy fuck. <laughs> it is you. <laughs> <laughs> it was I. <laughs> it was me. It was I. <laughs> Take the mask. Yeah, it was all the lazy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I can't really find a good example. Of uh, I mean, I think I think Chris gave like a pretty good one. Well, yeah, I feel like that's the that. most common one that I run into. It's just yeah. like you call somebody out on something, they're like, "Oh no, like I don't do that. You do that, you know, like that type, that's yeah. that sort of deal." That's you pretty know? popular. Like, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like now that now that I've now, now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, oh yeah, I've, 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 I have seen that a, a bit, you know. Yeah, especially since I do I do like Valorant coaching on the side sometimes, and like I, I don't know, I just like I see that a lot in people. You're like, you're shit. I'm not shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You tell me, you're like, oh, your aim's a little shaky here. And then you're like, and then oh. they're like, my aim's not shaky. Your aim's shaky. Fuck you. It's like, yeah. it's like t- trash talking and low elo. Cause like, yeah. Hard stuff. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Josh, that was so good. What the hell? I had that today. Swear to God. 
<laughs> it's like they're trying to like you, know, you for messing up and like having shit aim like what the fuck you have shit aim we're fucking bronze yeah. <laughs> you're fucking hard stuck I'm getting out of here soon Oh, oh god. Yeah. They have like a thousand games and fucking bronze and just, they're telling you that you're the issue. Like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Oh my god. A thousand games in bronze, man. So it cracks funny. me up all the time when I see that. Yeah. People trash talking low yellow because it does not make Dude, sense. Dude, that was such a good example, Josh. That was so good. Yeah. So I talk shit to you, you're like, let me look up this guy's fucking stats. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Let me tell like, you yeah. why you're wrong. They're like, is this is this is this plat or is this diamond? I'm like, because they're like question like why it's so bad. I'm like, yeah, we're we're in fucking all like because we're like top of hundred, right? And they're like, is this plat? And I'm like, what the fuck? We're in the same game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, right. we're in the same level here. We have the same elo. Yeah, what the hell? You, you're garbage, and like you guys are playing the same elo. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I'm garbage. You're garbage too. Like, are we in a gold lobby? I'm like, you're in a fucking gold lobby too, bitch. Like, come on. No, bro. I'm smurfing. I'm smurfing. Dude. No, we're not. That's my I'm smurfing. smurfing I'm we're smurfing. Not I'm smurfing, bro. We are yeah, not, not the same, same bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even trying. I'm not even trying right now, bro. I'm not even trying. I'm not even trying, bro. <laughs> Let me see. Dude, I feel like ego defenses, dude. I feel like like the place that I see it the most is just on video it's games. Online right? gaming, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because everybody's so good, you know? Yeah. I really respect people. Like, when people, like, actively apologize for their mistakes, I respect it. You know? Because I feel like a lot of people mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I would so. agree with you. Yeah, my bad, my bad. I didn't mean to die. MB. MB. Yeah. Okay. No. What yeah, what do you think so. is the ego defense that's the hardest for you guys to kind of wrap your head around? Wrap my head like around. to understand or to do to to, to, to understand. Mine was There's... when I did the I did research only today, right? But like the ones like uh-huh. got confused one was uh, <laughs> uh, repression. Was understanding how you can you know? Well, we talked about it earlier though. Does it does it make I more mean, sense now? It makes more sense, but it's like I'm trying to figure out like. How do I get repressed memories if it's unconscious? <laughs> you, know, it's, you don't because it makes you feel better. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> you don't. So I can't really uh, unveil my repression forcefully <laughs> or consciously. You know, yeah, that's yeah. like I, mm-hmm. I spent like an extra two hours on repression because I was like, what the fuck does this mean? Yeah, I, I, I think I, I understand, but I think the craziest one to me is conversion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like just being being like blind or like yeah or like all that stuff because oh that's like, crazy yeah that's yeah that's crazy. crazy to me I you know that's like some like some like big break big like stab in your brain just rewired itself and I can't even yeah. see I think the one <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. hard for me to understand is isolation you guys, oh yeah I skipped what's that one, one? What's, that one what's, what's, what's that what's that one about well, that's the one I'm tr- having trouble talking about but it's like if so, let's say you're trying to talk to someone about something rough they experience they kind of just like start dragging on not really staying on concept and kind of just linger about something else change the topic and at the end of that they're just kind of like blank and then just completely forget the conversation you're talking about and just kind of oh, see how is that self-preservation of your own image in an immature way. Mm. Well, I wrote it down. If, if you want me to just read it off, it's just creating yeah, can a you, mental can you read it cognitive yeah. barrier and threatening thoughts, feelings around threatening thoughts and feelings. So if something's so threatening the way you view yourself, you just isolate it and you just don't really think about it anymore. 
So how does that how does, how does that differ from like the Nile? That's what I'm saying. Like, not <laughs> like you said, they all intertwine. Yeah, let's just call it the Nile. Or it could be repression. <laughs> or it could be like repression. You know, you try to bring up something tough, and then they just can't really talk. Wait, about I, it. I think it's denial difficult. is like specifically being like, nah, like this isn't happening right now. Mm-hmm. This is not. Whereas the other one would be like, like, yeah, yeah. Where the other one would be like, it's 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 just gone. Yeah, it's like in between repre- repression and denial, where it's kind of in this weird in between where you mm-hmm. kind of can recall it, but you don't. Because you're isolated, it, right? So you kind of yeah, know about isolated. it. Isolated. I'm gonna yeah. fucking put it in the back part of my brain. Sheesh. What a concept. Are man. you guys are you guys familiar with reaction formation? Mm-hmm. No. Can you explain? Like, has you you guys didn't like see that at all anywhere? No. So this one is the one that I have trouble with really understanding. Um, so essentially this one goes beyond denial and it behaves in the opposite of how they actually feel. Um, so like, for example, right. Um, a, a guy is feeling insecure about their masculinity, so they might act overly aggressive. Mm. Mm. Or if, uh, I think, so when I was doing okay. like practice questions for, uh, my board exams, uh, I had a question about reaction formation and the example that they used was that there was this lady who visited a doctor's office and she has a history known for just hating kids and not wanting kids of their own or anything like that. Um, but she's like babysitting or whatever um, for somebody and the doctor's like asking how like um, – how everything is going and she's like oh it's going so good i love kids kind of thing like that's a reaction formation right taking something that mm-hmm. they're actually feeling and turning it into the opposite in reality they hate kids but they're showing that they they're saying that they actually love kids um another example too i think it's like when a sex workers go to like a monastery or something like that because it's opposite of like they're, they're just complete opposite views mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So they like one thing, but they tell the the people they like the opposite of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, so the, so these ones are conscious behaviors. I wrote some notes down too. So these are conscious behaviors that are adopted to um, compensate for anxiety a person uh, feels regarding their socially unacceptable con- unconscious thoughts and emotions, and is marked by exaggerated behaviors such as like showiness and compulsiveness. I have a compensation down as a. Ego defense. Compensation. But it's just, yeah, it's just more so like making up for your flaws or shortcomings. If they're psychological or physical. Mm. Like a short king hitting the gym. <laughs> mm, short king. To help to, to compensate. Mm-hmm. But I could, I could kind of see that as drawing a line between immature and mature. Like sometimes good, good, you know, overall help you out or not. Ah, okay. Oh, that's a that's a that's a good one. I feel like we all compensate in a way. Then. No, I don't. <laughs> Josh has yeah, no shortcomings. No. no shortcomings. No shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they could be imaginary. They could be completely made up in your head that no one else thinks you have. Okay, but you. Just so, like, if I if true. I try to do things that make me better, does that count as compensation or no? 
if you're trying to improve a shortcoming you think you have, like uh, oh, I think it depends okay. on what you think, right? Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a mental thought, right? I think it's, it's unconscious. It's unconscious, right? Yeah. Because I think I think okay, so would be unconscious. If I go to the gym because I think I'm skinny, would that be compensation? Yes. Because you think you're too skinny, or because you think you're skinny? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. But if I didn't think I was skinny, then it wouldn't fall under compensation. That's I, I, I think it's. I, I think it's more like. Uh, I think it's more like. Uh, oh, you have a small dick, so you buy like a really big truck. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. I guess it depends how it makes you feel, right? Yeah. So I don't, you don't give a it's shit what that you're skinny. Yourself perceives. It's trying to. Pres- okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about preservation so that, of your self-image. Yeah. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. the differentiating factor. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard of that. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. think it's bad if it's an imaginary problem you came up for yourself. Just gaslighting yourself. <laughs> you gaslight yeah. yourself. Yeah. Like, what if it's not? What if? How do you know if it is an issue or not? You know. Like you think it's like that has to be. I don't know. It's like I think I have an that's issue. That's a multi-million-dollar question, Josh. Yeah. This is, this is why these are subconscious. Yeah, right? So, like, I can think I have this one issue. I'm very confident it's an issue, but no one else thinks it's an issue. And it's kind of like, well, maybe because then maybe I, was it called uh, project or some shit? I don't know. One of those big, big brain words. And I, like, take it on and then yeah. displays. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to talk what you, what about, like, sorry, Simon, go ahead. No, it's okay, Chris. I, you can go. I was just kind of like trying to delve into how do we kind of just like repair our immature ego defenses. And I just thought that to repair those, it's more of a mature ego defense, like thoughtful reflection, thoughtful reflection or mindfulness or just reflecting on yourself and trying to really fix those issues. Mindfulness. Yeah, I, I agree. I would agree there. I think for people to be able to fix their immature defenses where majority of them are subconscious i think one needs to be extremely Mm self-aware and to be self-aware i think that comes through experience right um let's just say i think it's it all comes from experiences and patterns right if i do a ego defense enough eventually someone's gonna tell me what's going on something that's making them uncomfortable or a certain way that I act to where I can really self-reflect and see where this is all stemming from. And only then will I be able to be self-aware of what issues or ego defenses I'm using and be more aware of it moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could feel that because Ashton has definitely told me about my my like anger issues and like being passive-aggressive, which is also like an immature ego defense. And just trying to be more, mm-hmm. like think about it more and try to suppress it. It's like how I've been going about it. All right, but this is something that's worked for you in the past, right? So you don't you don't think about it very much until mm-hmm. these defenses start becoming obstacles in your day to day life, like mm-hmm. that, that obstacle being that uh, interaction with Ashlyn. But it makes you think about it, right? It makes you think about mm-hmm. whether or not what you're doing is socially acceptable or not, and you can yeah. work towards bettering yourself at it. Yeah, I think it really takes someone that's kind of close to you to just keep seeing this and really let you know what if they say sure. something and you don't think it's true <laughs> that's it that's nope, an immature that's, a, that's denial that's a that's what denial. if it's something <laughs> completely stupid but like and then you maybe like you talk to other people about it and they're like wait yeah that is stupid 
Well, okay, here's the thing. You, you, you got to take it with a grain of salt, right? If, if one person says it to you, then like maybe like, okay, maybe they're fucking maybe stupid or they're tripping, uh. you know? <laughs> but if it's a pattern where multiple people have told you that this that is an issue, sense. then maybe it's like, okay, there's a pattern here. I need to take a step back and like really take a peek at what's going on internally. Mm. That's only if it becomes a pattern though, right? So if one person says one thing one time, then mm. and you don't believe, you don't see it as like an issue. Is it an issue? Right. Or? Because what right. if they're just fucking stupid? It's like, you know, peer reviewing uh, in like class and like you're reading someone's paper. They say, they, they give you a suggestion, but you're like, this is a fucking stupid suggestion. So it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah. this is fucking stupid. <laughs> Why would I write that? <laughs> so, yeah, I think you should use this word. No. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck would I Why use would I, that? Why does it make sense? That? That's what peer right? review is scary because it's like is this person peering reading my paper dumber than i am or like that's what i'm saying <laughs> so what if someone says Where's something about you know oh about you and yeah. then but they're like right. you know they make your paper wrong? worse yeah what if they're wrong so <laughs> and it's not a pattern if it's a pattern it's pretty easy to tell but if it's not this, this, this is so this a slight trust, you know this is slightly off topic but i had a friend who paid somebody the right their like English paper for them for like eighty dollars or something eighty dollars or something, and they ended up getting a D on the paper. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, but that's that's an example. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) oh no. Um, there are three other ego. Have you guys talked about all the ego defenses you guys wanted to? I had three on here that we haven't touched yet. Uh, I was gonna talk a bit Touch about it. how I deal with suppression because I feel like yeah, that's my go, number go one. For it. Okay, talk about okay. it. Okay, so suppression, if I'm correct, it's the actively pushing your uh, things that make you uncomfortable, like thoughts, uh, memories, like consciously pushing mm-hmm. them out. You know, so I think an example for me. Well, this basically is so suppression is basically trying to ignore them, actively. So, and every time I'm trying to big brain. A lot of stuff. This is mostly at work, right? It's always an issue. Um, like, like this is my first barrier. I'm instantly on my phone. <laughs> I pull out Twitter. I just it's, I always do that, and I think that's suppression because I know this, this is gonna be tough, and I, I actively just try to ignore it. So I just go on Twitter, or I just go on something else, or I do the dishes, or I just so, fucking anything else but the the issue that's making me uncomfortable. So I so, actively try to push it. I think that's not suppression. I think that's passive aggression. Because procrastination, procrastination falls underneath passive aggression, which is a immature ego defense. Procrastination is kind of like laziness, though. But this is yeah. like not laziness. This is just me not. This is a big problem that, that I need to solve, mm-hmm. but it's getting me stressful because I need to figure out how to solve it. Yeah, so it, it's, it's intentional. It's like intentional procrastination or doing a task poorly on purpose. Intentional procrastination. Yeah. yeah like if you so, indirectly have anger or frustration towards this task you're given and you intentionally put it off, that's uh, that's an immature ego defense or like labeled as like passive aggression. Okay. I could be wrong here. I learned about this today. I'm not an expert. I'm a last brain cell. <laughs> So else want to add to I that. mean, we all could be wrong here. Yeah. We could all be completely <laughs> fucking wrong. Don't take any of the advice we yeah. tell you. Continue, <laughs> Simon. I actually have no notes on that one, so I no idea. You're in the dark, Josh. You're gone. 
Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean that, all I wrote was basically is when you push uncomfortable thoughts out of your consciousness. And this may include like change the topic, right? Mm-hmm. So like if someone, if someone's husband died and someone bring it up, then the, the person is trying to change the subject, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, I, they don't want to talk about it. So they're suppressing it actively. Mm-hmm. They can just ignore them yeah. or refuse them. I think so it's I was kind of li- situation. Situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I was just trying to relate it to mine because I act, uh, I just ignore or change the topic like on my phone. Yeah, yeah. If it's mm-hmm. like overall trying to like not to kill the vibe of the room of suppressing like emotions, then it's a good one, right? Don't want to like ruin someone else's mood. <laughs> you read the room, I think, yeah. Then that's good. But if it's like actively putting off a task that gives anxiety, I think that's immature. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You're immature. Yeah, I can Josh. see that. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> I needed this. <laughs> yeah, grow up. Grow, grow the fuck up. Fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just one of the hard things I always have issues with. And that happens with, like, not just work, but, like, editing stuff, too, because I need to think how to be creative in this one instance. I'm trying to figure out how to do a TikTok. I got to be creative. I'm on my phone in a couple of seconds. And it's always, mm. it's always uh, the issue. So I don't know gotcha. if that's... Uh, some kind of what did you say, Chris? What was the name you said? This is a concept. It's called passive aggression. Passive aggression. Passive passive aggression. Which is so normally that, you don't think that's what passive aggression would mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> like passive aggressive yeah, is that. like like you fucking like, you know, do something that's passive aggressive, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't I haven't experienced passive aggressiveness, but But I feel like doing something poorly intentionally is, you know, passively aggressive. But what if to you yourself. poorly want to do it yeah. though? Like I don't want to poorly do these solutions, but I just yeah. have I'm just having an issue coming up with them in the first place. I think that's completely different. I think that's just being stupid. <laughs> that's true. You're immature <laughs> and stupid, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> this doesn't help me at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rationalization. Have you guys, mm. Did you guys come across that during your research or no? My yes. assumption mm-hmm. is that when you try to rationalize something that's bad, you be like, hey, it's not that bad. Exactly. You got it. You got it. So, so um, it's, it, it's this <laughs> cognitive distortion of your real emotions and impulses, um, but you turn it into something that's less threatening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You make up a logical response to why you're feeling what you're feeling. So, one of the examples would be like, oh yeah, natural disasters are God's will, right? You're trying to create some sort of rationale for why natural disasters are happening, right? Or like, I just don't think this person's good. He, he, he's just not good for me, right? He, he's co- they're, they're coming up with reasons for why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. They're trying to rationalize it. Mm-hmm. And those, one of the things that we also do you know it's like i got into a car accident like uh, you know it's like, I, I i must just be unlucky you're, you're trying to rationalize some sort of emotion or impulse or feeling mm. is that mature god immature plan. immature oh yeah because immature yeah it makes sense immature um but rationalization often gets confused with another type of ego defense called intellectualization mm-hmm 
I don't know if that's another one that you guys went came across. That's like the overthinking um, one, right? Is that intellectually rationalizing? <laughs> Coming up with um, like, uh, you know. It's like, it's like, I think it's slightly different from the overthinking one. Is that what you thought had, was it were the same thing a while ago? Um, no, it's undoing and overthinking. Mm. I think intellect, intellectualization differs in the sense that you have some sort of stressful scenario, right? And, and mm-hmm. you try to minimize that stress p- by providing statistics and clinical research that kind of back up your things. So an example here would be somebody that gets diagnosed with some sort of terminal illness and they will focus on everything that, um, everything about that terminal illness to avoid that distress and remain distance from the reality of the situation and their feelings about it, right? Let's just say I get diagnosed with colon cancer and I'm like, well, you know, according to statistics, people who get diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, they have this percentage chance of survival. And it's like, they talk about these statistics in order to cope with the fact that they probably will not live from that colon cancer kind of thing, right? But they're trying to talk Mm -hmm. themselves out of it because they don't want to believe that reality. Mm. This intellectual, intellectual, the love it, right? Yeah, that one. Intellectualization. Okay. Big brain rationalizing. (laughs) Big brain, so it's intellectually rationalizing. Through yeah, but 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 facts. rationalization and intellectualization are completely different are things, different. right? Yeah. Rationalization, you basically just like create whatever to kind of make you feel good. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you're trying to rationalize it, right? Intellectualization, you actually back it up with stats, with scientific facts. facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it makes Fact. sense. Facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Show interesting. Show me the data. Well, th- yeah, intellectualization is the mature one. But like, right? They're, they're both immature. They're both no, immature. They're both immature. They're both immature. Because you're rational. You're, 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 you're coping. Yeah. You're coping. Yeah. You're coping. Yeah. Right. So like, another example. I guess I can use that. my car accident again. Right. It's like, oh, I got mm-hmm. into a car accident. But it's like, oh, you know, according to statistics, like thirty nine percent of male drivers get into car accidents. So it's like, oh, you know, thirty nine percent. A lot of people. A lot of people are getting into car accidents. It's okay. <laughs> so I guess it depends on what you what what you rationalize with because like what if like if it's if it's facts then it's not rationalizing rationalizing right if it's like a fact like no. this guy was drunk no yeah. wonder I got into an accident that's like that's well, not I, rationalizing where is it I, mean, I feel like that could fall under rationalization I th- I think mm-hmm. um, intellect intellectualization has to be like some sort of statistical fact statistical fact like a percentage of like a value so rationalization doesn't mean facts right they don't have to be it's just what you believe so intellectualization is facts Mm -hmm. so if you say you got in a car accident i'm coping i'm coping with saying that he was drunk no wonder i got in a car accident that's why i cope with it well i mean unless you were for sure you for sure knew that person was drunk yeah, well, if they were then for like, sure could, drunk. If they were for sure drunk, then it's like, I, I feel like that would also still fall under rationalization. Even as a fact, like, like you 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 feel better now because you know that it was just random and this guy was fucking drunk. It's kind of like, you know what I mean? I get what you're saying, but I feel like there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. 
because that, that, that's like something that actually happened, right? Because right. that, that's, like, that's like truth. Whereas those statistics, statistics that you normally give yourself, they're not like 100% or zero, right? It's like some odd percentage, but yeah. you use that odd percentage to kind of like grasp onto hope. Mm-hmm. That wasn't your That fault makes more sense, could, yeah. Yeah. But then this, my example is kind of like... It's fact, right? It's like... But like, so like in, the, in the intellectualization part of the facts is not, it, it, I don't think it ever is a hundred percent. It's just a percentage. And you use that percentage in a way that benefits you. Whereas like if a person is really drunk, they're drunk. That's just like, mm-hmm. there's no but like, can oh, you yeah, use that to cook like, though? Yeah, it would be a rationalization. Okay. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I think this person's like, 34% drunk so there's a there's a 34% chance that he might have been drunk mm-hmm. so is it right? bad like to he cope was drunk. is it bad to cope with like the facts it depends on what you're coping with or it depends on what you're coping for okay right okay because intellectualization for example the example that I gave with like the terminal cancer colon cancer mm-hmm. right it Believing that, believing them, believing that they actually have a high percentage of survival could change their mental health, state of mental health, right? If they believe that they are going to be living for a long time, their entire outlook on life is going to change. Yeah. Versus like, oh, you're dying next month, right? (laughs) Um, So it it varies. So, so could it even be a bad thing to? use intellectualization like I got this rare cancer there's a 99% chance I'll live or I got COVID there's a very very low chance I'll die I use that as a coping mechanism so I'm not worried about getting COVID yeah like you're not worried about dying right because there's such a low chance yeah so that's that's a that's not like a bad that, thing that, 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 that's like it doesn't have to be yeah so you can use it as a positive way to cope right but but all the, we gotta realize like that all these strategies are used for coping. Like yeah. That's why it makes you feel better because you believe it. Uh huh. So it's not. Is that? It's not necessarily bad to cope in that situation because it makes no. you feel better. Yeah. All right. But I mean, yeah, it makes you feel better. But just because it makes you feel better, like, does it mean that it's right or it? Like, it, it doesn't mean it's right or wrong, right? It just makes you feel no. better, and that's all these ego defenses are for. They're to yeah, make you feel make better. You feel better. Mm-hmm. Right, because yeah, end of the day, outlook, it's all just to make you feel good. Yep. Yeah. Ego defenses but, does not differentiate right versus wrong. Mm-hmm. Just makes how how you uh, view life and stuff and outlook in life. Yeah. So it's interesting how you can like, it's like if if I got like COVID, I'm not worried about. I'm uh, my outlook in life is still gonna be the same. I'm not worried about it at all. But if I got like some kind of rare disease that's like a low chance of surviving my outlook in life is going to be pretty bad right so right and that's what uh, that's what's so cool about psychology or just the brain in general right there is no set standard it's just a, there's no set guidelines on what things need to be there's no set definitions um it's it's not black and white you know there's a lot of gray areas and there's a lot of uncertainty and I think this what makes all this so interesting because it can fall under so many different yeah. categories and there's the so many fuck? ways to explain this. Um, My brain's going to explode from all this. Yeah. 
Okay, so the last one I have is called identification. Um, I don't know if this is. I got confused with identification and introduction, right? Introduction? Mm-hmm. introduction. Yeah, I think yeah. those two are similar things. S- s- I think yeah, I, 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 I wrote them down at the same thing. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know what the difference There's is. There's a so difference. Do, like, please, do, please tell. There's a difference. Let me try to find my notes. So yeah, I guess identification. Yeah. I guess right, identification right. is you know a highly valued external object is regarded separate from you. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know what the fuck that means, but I know for <laughs> a fact introduction <laughs> is, is if you high someone you find someone to a high regard like it be a role model or a parent, uh-huh. you kind of visualize them in your fucking head, always talking shit to you, always criticizing what you're doing and talking down to yourself. And oh. that causes issues to your self-esteem. Uh, I, I think identification is like, if you find something highly valuable, you associate that with yourself. Okay, I think, that was a, I, think that, I think that's what the difference is then. I think interjection is where you have these negative thoughts about yourself, whereas identification... I think you try to, again, like you said, I think they're role models and you try to identify with them, right? It's just say, mm-hmm. if you have, one of the examples again for when I was studying for my exam was a, an example that they had used for identification was that the doctor that the medical student was shadowing um, always wore their stethoscope with like the bell piece on their right side, okay? So... And this is a physician that the medical student thinks highly of, right? They're as a, they're a role model. So throughout training and stuff, the medical student also wears the stethoscope in the exact same way that the attending physician does, where the bell is on the right side to kind of mimic and model and identify at identify to the role model. Mm-hmm. Because they find something attractive about them and the way that they do things, you, you mimic it because you think it's a su- successful way of becoming who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Which one is this one? Introduction or in- Intra- introduction? Identification. Identification. Introduction yeah. If they con- consistently criticize you in your own mind, like if you're going to go out yeah. and you're going to do this with that person in your head as your role model, saying, "Would you really fucking do this? What's wrong with you? I wouldn't do this. So why would you?" Yeah, it okay. causes issues to your, like your self esteem. Yeah. Oh, and okay. uh, and Kevin and Chris, you might like be able to relate to this more. But let's just say growing up, right? We, we are we are old. Um, not um, you guys are. You guys are older siblings, right? You, you have mm-hmm. like younger siblings. Um, did you ever feel like you needed to take on the role of either dad or mom because they weren't home and you had to take care of your younger sibling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did do that a lot actually. I did that okay, a lot. so that would be an example of identification. Identification, right? I think my sister did that as well growing up because my parents were never home. So she mm-hmm. took on that role of mom to take care of me. And she's identifying as a role model, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's an example. Yeah, I definitely looked up to my older sister as a role model. And then when she left, and I was like, okay, it's just me and my little sister. But I didn't really think about it too much until I moved out. And then I looked back and I was like, oh gosh, my sister is all alone and in a household that's like not always the best. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a lot better now, just to say. At the house, yeah, that's good. That's stable. Good. That's good. I look mm-hmm. at myself as like a, trying to be a role model more, or try to help them out in some right. difficulties they have through my own experiences. 
And, and you will be, right? Like once we have kids, mm-hmm. once you have kids, your kids are going to see you as that role model. They are going to mm-hmm. go through a process of identification because if you mm-hmm. set a good example for your kids, they are going to want to grow up exactly to be like you, right? Mm-hmm. Your your quirks, your characteristics, how you do things, they're going to try to identify closely to dad because dad was a fucking cool-ass mm-hmm. motherfucker, you know? Yeah. Or it could go bad and it would be interjection where they constantly see me in their mind talking shit to them. Which I <laughs> Wash the dishes! <laughs> yeah. You made a mistake. You stupid. What are you uh, doing? I would never make a mistake. <laughs> your two plus two is not five. <laughs> I can imagine us with their fucking kids doing their math homework. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> what are you stupid? Are you yeah. stupid? What are you stupid? Yeah. That's an interesting yeah. one. Interjection. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Does, I don't. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. I was about to I'll say, just, does anyone else have anything to talk about? Ego defense. I can't. I, I went through all the ones that I had written down, so I think we covered all the ones yeah. that I wanted to talk about anyway. Yeah. I know I there's a lot. So yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of along for the ride. You know, I got my, I got my, my fixing. I got to talk about the one my that I ego to talk fix. About, so. My ego. Fix. Didn't my you ego say you were going to talk about cucking? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, sorry. Whoa, sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, that's for a different. Might, might have bad listened ego to you that's wrong a, in that's the beginning of the intro before we started the fucky recording. We're talking about fucking cucking. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so yeah, Whoa. Um, that's that it for, a for the day, uh, next episode, episode mm-hmm. five, yeah, um, cucking. Episode five, cucking. <laughs> cucking in yeah, psychology. Obviously, obviously, there's a lot of ego defenses, and we didn't cover every single one here. But I think just touching on the most common ones really helps us gain an understanding of these things that people do on a day to day basis. Even mm-hmm. things that we do, right? And again, it's one of those things that we have to be able to talk about these concepts to be more self-aware so we know where our flaws are and what areas of our lives that need to be improved on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of ego defenses, there's a lot of them out there and not all of them work for everyone the same way that they were for mm-hmm. other people. It's really yeah. an individual thing you have to kind of figure out. Yeah. And, uh, and if you need help figuring these things out... See a therapist. They can help. Yeah, yeah. go talk to a professional. Yeah. Don't talk <laughs> to us about this. We're just yeah. If, Another yeah. thing to keep in mind too is that anything that's psychology related all happens on a spectrum, right? You can have symptoms or signs of denial, but some, one person might show signs of denial on a much milder level than someone who, you know, might have a more severe form of denial. So everything happens on a spectrum. Do you identify as yourself on a spectrum, Simon? Yes. <laughs> All right. Tune in next time for the next episode of the Last Brain Cells podcast. Thank you for listening.